It's Thursday. And we're back. We're back, and we are excited to be here. And uh, I don't know what's going on, but some people should text me instead of calling at 10 o'clock because I'm live on the Internet right now. I can't answer your call, right? <laughs> I answered the call. They're now listening to me just talking to the phone. Anyway, uh, my name is Sean Chabur. I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service, and I talk about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff every single day. Hope you're doing well. Uh, lots of fun stuff, uh, I think, today. I think lots of fun stuff to talk about. Uh, let's start with, let's say, oh, I don't know, Vision Zero Enforcement Team. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, but there's lots of great things to talk about. I want to talk about speeding. We've been, I, I was chatting with the, the good sergeant about statistics. I've got some we'll share in a little bit. Uh, I've got uh, I've got things to say about so many things. I've been on the radio a number of times this week talking about blocking the box. We'll talk about that. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Well, obviously, we, we want to talk to you about things that matter to you. It's kind of what we're all about. Ask a Traffic Cop requires you to ask me questions in order for me to answer them. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to answer your questions. Please put the letter Q before your question so I know it's a question and not friendly banter amongst others. And... Uh, Oh, that's a question. I think, hold on a second. That was an important, I think it was, I put the ticket there for a reason. Connor, maybe? Okay. All right. Let us see what else is going on here. We've got a Yogi Berra quote. We've got a dad joke from Achilles Draconis. By the way, Achilles says greetings and salutations. Uh, Tian says good morning. Tim Shallow says good morning. Jordan Leduc says good morning. And, of course, we have Big Jeff Fresh with a good morning, everybody. How are we today? I am doing well. I can speak for we as a collective. I think I think everyone's doing fairly well. If you haven't already done it, please like, share, subscribe on all the channels or any of the channels that you happen to be engaging with us on. And where can you find us if you're not looking at us uh, right now or you want to look at us with a different lighting or some other option? Uh, well, you do have options. You've got uh, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Kick, and the platform formerly known as Twitter, now referred so oddly as X. I, I like it, but I, I can't get used to it. It's 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 a problem I have. I, I just can't. Yeah, it is what it is. All right. Uh, of course, we are, and I, now we are usually, because yesterday I did not download the episode. I got tied up with stuff and things. We We would normally download and publish this as a podcast, and I will get to that. Uh, but I've not done that yet. Good morning, Emma, who just jumped into the chat on TikTok. Uh, Paul jumped in and says, good morning. And then we've got Paul who jumped in here and says, good morning. Or actually said, hiya, Sean. So, hiya, back. Uh, we have Spark Crew who just said, greetings from Trinidad. Welcome back. We saw you yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm glad to see you again. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Now, TikTok is once again, not being friendly. It may not be TikTok. It might just be stuff and things. So I'm going to do a quick little try and reboot uh, the the little thingamabobber that does things, the relay mode. We're going to see if this makes a difference. Relay off, refresh, and relay back on. Maybe, maybe it's going to work. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we've got someone who wants to sell us something. Drusel says, hey, what's up? Love your stream. It's quite entertaining. Keep it up. Got some suggestions for improving the stream. Uh, improving the stream. Uh, but they want me to add them on Discord. Okay. Uh, that is 
sounds like great uh, opportunity to learn stuff and things, but uh, we, we don't have budget for that. This is a one-man show. Uh, we have Chase B who says, unofficial producer is only on standby if Reboot doesn't work. Thanks, Chase. Much appreciated. Chase, uh, a friend to the show, friend to all who, if the relay bot will not work, uh, will be here to assist. But hopefully that doesn't come to You know, yesterday, it didn't work until it did work, and we don't know why. I don't know. Let's start with Vision Zero. We, we can buy some time and uh, figure out what's up. Vision Zero, if you don't already know, is a, a dedicated group of officers who focus on changing driver behavior one ticket at a time. See Vision Zero, look at that, boom. Uh, we know what else they do? They focus on the big four. They're out there looking for those who choose to speed, drive aggressively, drive whilst distracted, and of course, drive impaired. They're looking to make the road safer one ticket at a time. They do a great job at it, and we're just going to keep doing that kind of stuff until people learn how to behave behind the wheel. It is a driver decision to speed, drive aggressively, drive distracted, or drive impaired. It doesn't happen by accident, and it's one of the reasons we don't call collisions accidents. They're not oopsie-doos. They're people making poor decisions. I know. It's, I'm a big meanie for pointing that out. Uh, let's see where they are today. Focused on Vision Zero in 55, no, 52 Division and 53 Division. Those are neighborhoods like Kensington, Chinatown. Uh, we got Bay Street Corridor, Lawrence Park, Young Eglinton uh, Corridor. We got the Rosedale and Leaside neighborhoods. Yeah, they're, they're, they're places that uh, have people who live there and they deserve to be safe, feel good, comfortable. They don't need people breaking the law, the law. I like the law. We've got, uh, a, a, since things are not working, I see Chase is already relaying manually questions from the magical uh, chat. We'll jump in to see what Tommy has to say. Tommy wants to know about taillights. Tommy's all about taillights. And you want to know what the legal limit on the tint of your taillights is. It's not like that, Tommy. Actually, it's about discernible. How discernible? No, they must be discernible. I was going to create a new word, discernibility. <laughs> is it a word? Uh, no, I'm, uh, the deal is you have to be, your taillights must be discernible at 150 meters. That means they need to be seen and you must be able to d discern whether or not they're at high or low, basically being brake lights or just the uh, taillights in marker mode. And that is the deal. Oh, it isn't. What a weird thing. Thank you for bringing that up, uh, Akela. Uh, what a weird thing that is. Mirror camera that was turned on. Interesting. I wonder why that is. Has it always been? No, it's not always been that way. Uh, so here's the deal. I fixed that. Thank you, Akela. Did we do that yesterday? Was that the same thing yesterday? Weird. All right. Uh, yeah, so tinting your taillights does a couple of things, aside from potentially not being legal. It also acts as a wonderful clue. When we get into collision investigation, we look at these things and we say, hmm, we're talking about your favorite taillight topic. Taillight topic. Taillight topic of tinted taillights. You think I have an opinion on that? I know you do. <laughs> we have opinions on many, many, many things, taillights being one of them. I've already turned on your mic, so it's going to get noisy. Excellent. Uh, but yes, uh, tinted taillights, we talked about them being, the requirement of them being discernible at 150 meters. Uh, but really that means that not only can they be seen, but you can determine whether the brake is being applied or not. And the fact that they act as a clue in investigations where collisions occur. 
Right. And uh, it is an offense to have a coating or um, lens over top of it. So I know that's the case for the front window, uh, for the front uh, headlights. I don't know if it's a specific charge for the rear. I may be wrong. So I'm just going to ask you personally, why would you, as a vehicle owner, want to tint your taillights so the person behind you not paying attention runs into the back? That's a question for Tommy. I would not do that because <laughs> I, I, I just have no interest in it. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. So, uh, video is mirrored. We covered that. What do we got? How long does license suspension last? All oh, the options are are, are are huge. There are so many options. Why? Because suspensions are dependent on the suspension that is issued. Yeah. So They're, driver's license can be suspended for a number of reasons, legislative or non-payment of fines mm-hmm. or demerit points or stunt driving or impaired driving or... Yeah, seven a, days, 30 days, uh, years for... Well, now technically the ones out of court isn't truly a suspension. It's a disqualification, right? So the impaired driving one, yeah. once you're convicted of this. But the, the first 90 days is a suspension. Administrative, yes. Yeah. So that's right, 90-day suspension when you're waiting uh, or immediately from the offense uh, or upon being charged. Yeah, so there's so many differences. And when they when they expire, you can then apply for reinstatement. And that's nice. Uh, that also comes with a fee. There's fees for everything. There is a fee for everything. Uh, Welcome to the world. The world. Akela says, looks like Chase is on the TikTok case again, because as per usual, uh, things don't work in the first half of the show. And when we don't need it anymore, TikTok says, hey, did you want to see these? <laughs> Let's give you some messages. All right. Uh, Akela is on the case for the video quality. Akela did uh, make note of the fact that I had the, the mirror on. I was on this side. You were on that side. Well, you weren't here when I fixed it. But okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading about Taylor. It's all good. Uh, can I tint my car 20% all around? And that, and so all around is a funny thing. So 20% depends. Are you talking about 20% light getting through or 20% light blockage? Because depending on the manufacturer, the tint shop, and the law, we word things differently. So when we talk about percentage of light blockage, we talk about 20 or 30%. 30% is the maximum you can tint the windows left and right of the driver, period, for certification purposes. However, you can get a, you can get a ticket for 30% uh, for obscuring the interior. Now, all around would suggest also your front windshield. And you cannot tint your front windshield at all. You can't even have a tint strip anymore. If a vehicle is manufactured 2017 or newer, you cannot have a, a, uh, a, a brow, a line across the top. Uh, older vehicles can. That's it. Now, 20%, if we're talking about only 20% light blockage, that's not a horrible level of tint to, ha- to have left and right of the driver. I think it's a pretty safe number. Could still get you, if we couldn't see at night into your car, could see potentially still get you a ticket. Absolutely. Absolutely could. There's a, there's a TikTok video that we did with a with the, the testing strips for uh, the the tint meter. And these are two Lexan, uh, Lexan shields that, that have various tints. One of them passes, one of them fails. Neither of them are very dark. No, they're not. They're actually not very dark at all. I was shocked. I too. I, was yeah, I would have. Uh, I would have passed both of them because I could see through them no problem. But yes. they do. They do not qualify. Shocking. And uh, I did have a look up the uh, the taillights, taillights tinting, although still ridiculously. I, I, it does say the only qualification on it, it has to be clearly discernible. So if you were to make it unclearly discernible, 
no longer discernible. Then, yeah, we don't we don't want to guess. We don't want to guess if the lights are on or off. Right. Uh, or or and I, I was behind a jeep uh, in York Region a while back. I, I went to Vaughn Mills because that's a place that people like to torture themselves to go to on the weekends when nine million people are there. So like New York City, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a shopping mall. It it's, is a, a, it's a big one. It's a large shopping center uh, off the four hundred. And there's tons of great places to shop there. However, parking is interesting. Anyway, I got behind a Jeep, and I was searching for the. I know where the taillights were supposed to be. I just saw these these rectangular black squares uh, or re rectangles, uh, and I could barely see the light behind them. So obviously that was tinted, and obviously those would not be. That legal. was not clearly discernible. Not at ten feet. Not at four feet. Not at three feet. Right. So at 150 feet, they would have been non-existent, especially at night. Uh, fly. Wants to know, if I'm speeding past a cop going 130, how do cops catch up if I never slow down? Uh, We're allowed well, to speed yeah, to catch up to... Well, that and 130, up. as much as that is above the speed limit, um, we, we can go faster than that. Uh, we have cars capable of going faster than that. We're allowed to go faster than that. We'll, we'll, we, we pull up to you. We catch you. And why would you not slow down if the police are behind you? Oh, you got something to hide. There's a real good reason mm. for you to run. You know, you're either impaired or you got something criminal going on that obviously we need to see. I think that's fair. Yeah, we we have. It was OPP that got someone doing 305 a number of years ago. That was in the paper. 305 kilometers an hour. Yeah, we had someone recently 240. Um, obviously, we we are allowed to uh, to speed up to catch you. Yeah. Uh, Felipe Urubiano says, good morning. Is it illegal to eat and drive at the same time? Depends on what you're eating. Depends. It's always that depends. Depends on what you're eating. If it's if it's liver and onions, then it should be illegal. Liver and onions. Yeah. I, I don't like liver. Uh, I don't. I like chopped liver with mustard. Mm, no. No, never, never. No. I'm not a big fan of, of liver in a, in a non-pate format. Like, I like it chopped. I got used to that as a kid. <laughs> so to eat and drive specifically is not unlawful. In Ontario. In Ontario. In other places, it may be. Yes. But if you are driving carelessly because you've got a bowl of soup in your hand and you're eating with a spoon, 100%, that would be careless driving. Um, if you are taking a bite out of a, I don't know, taking a bite out of a candy bar or a granola bar or something like that, no, that wouldn't be considered unless it contributed to somehow you not paying attention and driving carelessly and causing a collision. Yeah. So, Depends. Nope. You know, be smart about it. Choose your meals wisely. True. I've seen cereal. I've seen chopsticks and noodles. I've seen everything. Big slices of pizza, the hot pizza. Ooh. And dripping <laughs> everywhere. That's careless, 100%. <laughs> Anything that gets drippy and messy, because not only is it difficult to, uh, to eat, when you drip on yourself, what's the first thing you do? Ah, you know, you react. And that is going to take your attention off the road and likely result in some kind of bad thing happening. But specific to your question, is it unlawful? Not unlawful. Not on its face. Zane Zadiki says, I saw you at the auto show on Saturday. Oh, yeah? Who? I was there. Well, you were there the first Saturday. I was not. And I was there the second Saturday. And I don't know which, Saturday which you that you were referring to. Probably you. Maybe. You're recognizable. Well, you know, it's funny. I like when people came up to me and, and, and asked if, uh, if 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 I was the guy on TikTok. So two comments that were the most commonly heard by me about TikTok and meeting me was, I wasn't sure it was you because you're a lot bigger in person. I'm like, 
because I'm not this big in person. <laughs> Everyone's used to seeing me on a tiny little screen. Uh, but I am six foot five and larger in person than I am on screen. There's an assumption on screen that I could be any size they want. They said short. Some people thought I was short. Yep. Well, you're definitely not. Not short. And, uh, but uh, I saw a bunch of people. Nobody recognized me really. There was somebody who recognized you. I, when I was there on Sunday, someone recognized you. Well, on Saturday, somebody came up and, and said that they'd come to show just to see you. No kidding. And uh, and I said, I'm sorry that you, you weren't there on Saturday, but uh, you'd be back Sunday. And, and she couldn't come back again. Uh -huh. um, but she said, oh, that's too bad. I, uh, I wanted to see the people that are uh, on the show. And I said, oh, do you watch the show? And she said, yep. I said, do you ever see the sergeant that's on the show with Sean sometimes? She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you. I, I had a conversation with someone for like 30 it was, minutes. It was wonderful. It's great when the light bulb goes off. I, yeah, but I had a conversation with someone, a number of conversations where people left and came back and went, wait a second. Like they, mm -hmm. they realized in the number of people who recognized me by my voice as yes. opposed to my face. That's where they're like, I thought maybe, but then I heard you and I realized. So it, that was, anyway, it was really cool. Really great opportunity to meet everybody. It was so nice. Uh, so moving on from auto show, uh, the correction of, auto, of of the mirror is better. Yeah, I now realize I had to read Toronto Police Traffic Services and I couldn't when we were mirrored. Oh, we were back, I didn't even notice. Backwardsy. Oh, TikTok is working now. Although I am on the, yeah, I guess we're right. We're, we're, we're now correct. Yep. TikTok is now functional. Which is good. Uh, I scrolled all over the place. I lost. You where... squirreled? No, I didn't squirrel. I scrolled. It's different. I do scroll. Yeah, you do. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I think the username is I love my girlfriend. The question is, will you pull me over for under five over on a residential street? Why, why are we speeding? This is what I want to know. Personally? Personally. Personally, could I? Yeah, depends on the street. Well, in a 30 zone, five is suddenly a number of value. Yeah. In a 50 zone, in a hunt, well, in 60, that is probably less than I'm looking for. If uh, if some kids were out, it was a school zone, it's lunchtime, people were around, school's getting out, there's a crossing guard, five over? Mm, yeah, yeah, I would. Oh, yeah, with, with people present in the absolute school zones. Yeah. See, I'm, a, I'm a zero tolerance kind of guy when it comes to uh, school zones. I, I, I'm all about protecting the kids. I uh, I use common sense. And as long as people use common sense, looking around at the area they're in and the time and everything surrounding them, if they don't use common sense, five over could be So it depends. Much. It depends. depends. Uh, please start your question with the cue so we know it's, uh, that it's a question rather than conversation. This comes up regularly. I like to actually mention it because as now TikTok working again, it is possible that uh, we, we'll miss it if, uh, if we're ignoring the non-cue questions. Uh, Jordan says, good morning, Sarge. Good morning. Moto Brew says, was so great meeting you at the auto show. I've always wondered, does TPS have a motorcycle unit? And now you know because we had a motorcycle in the show. A lot of people like the, the motorcycle in the show. Yeah. I uh, When we were setting it up and we were thinking about it, I thought, no, this is a car show. We should just bring cars. And uh, it's amazing that motorcycle got uh, so much attention. And I kind of like the motorcycle, so. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is not from Chase, but Robbie, who says, Bro, your name is legit. Ask a traffic cop, but you respond to five questions every 30 minutes. Do your job. 
Uh, there is no uh, expectation of quick service here. We're all about getting the information through and, and complete answers. Yes, no answers are less fun. Yeah. Well, we can do it if you want. Really, really, really fast? And yeah. No. Yes. No. no. <laughs> and then uh, Omar says, please answer my question. Can you drive with slippers? So definitely not something I would suggest, but it's not illegal here. I'm not aware of it being illegal anywhere else, but it could be illegal somewhere else. Yep. Um, like you said many times, you grew up thinking that you couldn't drive with any shoe, proper shoes I, on. Well, that. You can drive with bare feet. And barefoot is what I thought was illegal. Um, I've always known that it was a bad idea with tongs or things that could get stuck under. Tongs? Tongs. Like, not thongs? No, thongs are underwear. Yep. Uh, t- <laughs> tongs are shoes. There's <laughs> another conversation from, yeah, anyway. Yes. So, you know what? I, uh, if you have slippers that are secure, to, you're secure and going to protect your feet. Think about a situation where, um, in the events that something really bad happened, and you got into a, a collision, and you had to get out of your car quickly. And there's glass, there's there's metal, there's broken pieces of plastic, and you have to get out and run away. What would you want to be wearing? Yeah, it's things that stay on your feet and would protect you from said things. Yeah, which is, to me, is, you know, common sense. But uh, lawfulness, no. You can you can drive in anything you want. Um, I just came back from uh, a week away. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, I was coming back on my snowmobile and going to load it up onto the trailer. And my snowmobile boots are actually really, really good snowmobile boots, uh, but they're quite big. So I jumped in my truck to back up my trailer to put my snowmobile on. And my boot, I found out my boots are too big to operate the gas pedal and the brake pedal. Because you got both? Because I got both at the same time. Bad. And I actually had to take my boot off to... So I always suggest a driving shoe or not necessarily a race car Ferrari narrow shoe, but a shoe that's capable of, of you know, fitting inside the, the vehicle properly, safely, so you can control those. And then switching to the big winter boots. A buddy of mine always travels the entire season with these big old boots in the trunk, but he drives with proper shoes. He gets into his his car at the uh, at his condo. He doesn't need those big boots unless he's going to be trekking through something or he gets stuck, but he has those options. Um, yeah, you want something that allows you to drive safely. Makes a sense. Uh, our colored daytime Daytime's illegal. So, I mean, you, you're talking about daytime lights, headlights. Daytime running lights. Yes. Are they, can we have colored ones? You can. Purple, pink, orange, green? No, you can't have that. <laughs> you get white. one color. No, well, technically white. two colors. White or amber. Well, white is technically a value. I learned that in art class in grade eight. Well, there you go. So is black. Values. Everything else is colored. So, yes. Um, yellow tinted headlights. Um, Not by way of a lens or tint. It has to be a yellow bulb or, or assembly. Right. Um, back in the eighties and nineties, they were fog lights Yes, and they actually worked very well. And some, I think some cars had actual headlights that were yellow. Um, European. The, the Citroën. Citroën? Citroën. Citroën? Or is it just Citroën? Citroën. Like a lemon. But it's, spe- it's spelled Citroën, Citroën, isn't it? Yeah. But it's pronounced Citroën? I uh, felt French, so. Or at least I just <laughs> barely passed, they wouldn't have to see me again. So I think that's the only one that actually came with Proper headlights that were you've you've destroyed yellowing. my whole history of that. I thought it was a Citroen. It's a Citron. 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 I can't pronounce that. I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, yes, white or yellow. That is it. That is all. Anything else could result in an improper headlight charge, uh, which would be $110 and an unfriendly feeling. If a cop is sleeping at a stoplight, are we allowed to honk at them? 
Absolutely. Stop shouldn't be sleeping in stoplights. No. And not only that, it could be a medical thing. We actually would appreciate that you honk, that if something doesn't, if they don't respond, that might be something where we need to contact emergency services because that could be something where the officers had a heart attack, something's happened, like that could be very serious. Yep. Something's happened to them. Um, We talk about, uh, um, there are times we interact with people, talk, uh, you know, take their driver's licenses, sometimes substances, very minute pieces of substances can get on our hands, Mm -hmm. get in our skin and, and actually poison us. And I'm thinking of, you know, fentanyl and things yes, like that. Yes, of course. Um, you know what? Yeah, absolutely, Hunk. And if we don't wake up, please, uh, please, please uh, help us out. Yeah, it's one of those things. If I saw any driver asleep as a police officer, whether on duty or off duty, I'm stopping and I'm investigating. And I, I've, I've come up on many impaired drivers. Obviously, I'm not suggesting that a police officer would be impaired, but it could be anything. And it's worth following up and looking into it. Just to knock on the window, hey, are you okay? Uh, I would appreciate that if someone did it to me. Yep. Uh, Brandon wants to stunt drive. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming this is a joke, so I'll skip it. Uh, can I put strobe lights in my park light housing for show use and not on street use? So you can do anything you want for off-road use if you're using it on private property, as long as it never gets activated when you're on the road. Because if I saw strobe lights on your parking lights, I'd pull you over and charge you. As would I. Yeah. And it's not to be a big meanie. It's just that that's not acceptable. I guess it is a big meanie thing. I'm, ho- I'm holding people accountable, unless I am mean. I don't think Some that's people think so. Yeah. Holding people accountable is just a good thing. Uh, lots of questions coming in from TikTok. We're going to get to them just as soon as I get through all these questions that are uh, already flagged for response first. So what do we have here next? Are you just getting them from TikTok? Or are you getting no, them from they're the actually automatic- automatically coming through. They're coming over? They are now working. Excellent. Uh, I am very happy about that. Took a while, but, you know, it's good. Uh, when does a stop sign conviction fall off your record? Well, convictions, regardless of whether they're for stop signs or other offenses, Highway Traffic Act convictions come off your record three years after conviction. So if you go to court in two years after you were charged, it stays three years after that. If you pay the offense, when when the payment, and, and which is a plea, pleading of guilty officially, the, 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 it goes on your record that day and comes off three years later. And that is your... Public record, ones yes. that is uh, available to be seen by, say, insurance companies or employers or goes on your abstract. That doesn't mean that it is off your record totally. It is always going to be there, yeah. just what is displayed publicly. And publicly uh, being to insurance companies and people who are inquiring about your status. And there's also, you can, you can go and order your full driver's abstract that would truly be full. There's a short version, which is the three-year. Yep. Uh, so it depends. <clears throat> But the, yeah, we, we, when we pull you over, we see absolutely everything. And yes, I was about to say that uh, we can look back, we have access, and we mm-hmm. can see these convictions from previous. We have Ahmed who wants to know, do you know anything about all the cops stationed all over Jane and Driftwood? Uh, no, I don't. Is there, uh, there may be something going on? Yeah, I don't know what's in the neighborhood. There could be a specific call if you're talking about this is a new thing, uh, but I don't know anything about it. Sorry to tell you that. Toby says, you guys should be in broadcasting. Beautiful voice. I'm glad you found a platform. I think they're talking to you. Your voice is nice, too. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Emma's doing a fantastic job in the chat. Well, Emma's always doing a fantastic job in the chat, and Chase was helping us out. Hello, Chase. Warning. But now, oh, so I I tend to ignore these, but I I think it's an opportunity because people are getting misinformation by seeing these comments. So uh, Marshall Hanson, 
Marshall hence I don't know as humans do we have the right to travel when we're not engaged in commerce this is a freeman of the land suggestion or or position that if you're not engaged in commerce you can drive an automobile without a license that's obviously false it does not tr it's not true uh you can travel tra on foot you can travel on bicycle as long as you're yeah, following the rules true true but you cannot operate a motor vehicle which is regulated in every jurisdiction and everywhere so there's laws yeah. that apply and you know something you you know when cowboys roamed the earth on on horse and buggy maybe that was the way it was written but um I don't know where they get this but modern law replaces the old laws if that was even ever a law there's so many I I I've met with some folks from that that of, of this opinion and try and sell this to people and they give you a stack of laminated pages to confuse the officer and whomever they're speaking with what I want to know is who spent the time to write all this stuff and and, and indoctrinate uh, these people. And you know what? Just a, a personal opinion. We live in a country, in a province, that we are probably one of the freest maybe in the world. Um, the less restrictive, the more open to um, practice whatever we want to practice. Um, there are certain things we can't, but uh, I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah, for now, sure. The, uh, the government collects the taxes office. Yeah, I, I may not like that either. Nobody likes that. But you know what? It's all in. Uh, it's all there to make the better good. We have a question of: Is passing out a double yellow illegal? Not a good idea. Double it's a yellow big warning. Line. line line. Yep. Not illegal. It is surprisingly not in Ontario. Right. Other pro I think we're the only province that doesn't make it illegal, and it's probably going to become illegal at some point. So there are certain things that you're areas that you're not allowed to pass another vehicle on um, within a certain distance of a crest of grade uh, curve um, where the um, bridge viaduct railway crossing tunnel uh, a bunch of them that where you're not actually allowed to do it but a yellow double yellow line just says it's not a good idea because you probably can't see within a certain distance of what's coming. Yes. Mike uh, Mike later says, that was me in my restaurant in London. Heard your voice. I went out for a fantastic meal in London uh, when I was on the uh, the course for... The media relations course? The media relations course. course, that course. And Mike, uh, who is the proprietor at that particular lo uh, location, says, my wife is going to be so unhappy that, or, or jealous that I met you and and she didn't because yeah but it, Mike, Mike and I have stayed in touch uh, since then and uh, apparently he, he recognized me by voice and not by being bigger than that because <laughs> you like food is that I do that? like food is I that do. what you're saying I do I do uh, what is this oh we now now we're getting a lot of TikTok uh, which is great but it, I have to catch up because if I don't get ahead of it uh, oh here's a good question. Can we look at an Apple Watch or any smartwatch while driving to tell the time you can? Well, is it a handheld communication device? Technically, it is. Technically, yeah. it is. And and we when this when they first came out, we saw a lot of people who were utilizing their, you know, scanning through, yep. swiping, reading now, emails. It text. is mounted on your wrist, but you it's cannot not handheld. Well, but they've they've actually have it upheld in court. Yes. I, I argued it originally, saying that's not handheld, uh, but it has been upheld in court. It sends and receives and is capable of all those things. And if you are interacting uh, with that device, you are eligible for charges. And I think it makes sense. 
in, even though I took a while to get there because I was uh, unhappy about it originally. Yeah, me, me as well. And <clears throat> pardon, I have a I have a smartwatch. Um, I use it all the time for answering the, the phone. I can talk to my smartwatch, and and whoever I'm talking to can hear me. I'm. I was of the opinion that it, it didn't fit the criteria, but the Ontario courts have upheld it, that it actually does. Yes. So. Someone someone says bold in the chat. Bold? Um, it just means that their vision's working. This is good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm follically challenged. Yeah. But uh, it's a requirement. It's probably because we have so much brain matter. It's pushing the hair out. Is that what it is? I think it is. It's a high IQ Maybe thing. mine's just full of... Yeah. <laughs> well, I just love that that someone's trying to offend us and uh it doesn't actually work. <laughs> but but we do get to make fun of the people who make fun of us. It's a it's an unwritten rule. So watch out, we're coming. Uh okay. Uh is having my phone and maps in my cup holder while driving considered distracted driving? So we say mounted. Um is a cup holder mounted? Where is the cup holder? Are you gonna be staring at your your gear shift lever off the road? You're gonna put yourself in a situation where it's careless potentially driving where your eyes are off the road. But if it's mounted, you can use your phone in the maps in the GPS mode legally. Just you can't engage or interact with the screen. Just the same as you would as your display screen in the car. It's it's up higher. The newer cars have mm -hmm. the display screen up where it's kind of at eye level. And uh, it, it takes a, a second to glance down at it uh, to see where you're going. Where if it's in your cup holder, you're doing this. It's just not safe. And, uh, and so is it is it unlawful? It uh, could be argued either way. It's it's not mounted. But then again, that would be up to the court to decide. Could you get a ticket for it? Yeah, you could. What is this? I don't know. I'm scrolling through. Excessive noise. What is excessive noise in a motor vehicle? I, I have pinned about 14, but I'm trying to catch up on some. So I'll, if I haven't mentioned you... Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to mention you in a second as I go back. But what's excessive noise in a vehicle? Unreasonable noise. Unnecessary. Uh, unnecessary noise, thank you. Uh, unnecessary noise is noise that is unnecessary to the safe operation of a motor vehicle. And it's more than that. You know, it could be honking your horn, playing your stereo too loud. Uh, it could be behavior behind the wheel that makes your vehicle, Revving your engine when yeah. not required just to make noise. Um, modified exhaust. Anything. All of those things. Yeah. Oh, some good questions here. Uh, do you ever stop people for going too slow? That was one that I pinned. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Where is it? There. Lucas wants to know. Yes. So the answer? Yes. Yes. And it depends. So in other provinces, they have a maximum or minimum speed limits. In Ontario, there is no minimum because... What is reasonable in every situation may change, uh, dependent on weather, dependent on conditions, depending on traffic, dependent on uh, if you're traveling on the Don Valley Parkway, which is one of our major arteries in the city of Toronto, at 20 kilometers an hour, that would just be a normal 3 o'clock in the afternoon speed to go. Uh, but if you're doing that at 3 o'clock in the morning, where a normal speed to go up there is between 80 and 90, or as some people like to use it as a racetrack with even more, 20 kilometers an hour, 30 kilometers an hour would be too slow and uh, dangerous as well. Yeah. So, it's But sometimes it is justified, like icy, snowy, sandy. There's times when the road conditions change to such a, a, a condition that you have to change the way you drive, and then it's not unlawful. Yeah. Yeah. What he said. Uh, let's see here. I had a shoe that hits the gas pedal and the brake at the same time. Uh-huh. 
pedals are too close. Luke, Luke is talking about, yeah, yep. some of the, some of those, those uh, Italian, you know, supercars, you need tiny shoes and tiny feet to, to fit in the tiny shoes. Uh, let's see here. We got a lot of questions about G1 on the highway, the G1 license. Okay. Well, let's talk about G1s then. I think, well, I know I flagged a bunch of them, but this one being the fifth one, we'll take uh, uh, McD's Muncher. <laughs> McD's Muncher. That's great. Okay. Uh and did you I'm see hungry the, now. Did you did you hear about the, the I got an ad last night about Wick Wickdonald's? I took a picture. You know what? It, he it, squirreled. I'm squirreling. Yep. But it's cuz your username. So so here's the the image that came up and it's an upside down McDonald's arches and it's a savory chili Wickdonald's sauce. So apparently this is a thing that's been happening in anime for years. And McDonald's has taken an anime thing and turned it into a legitimate marketing opportunity. And they have a, a McDonald's sauce that's savory chili McDonald's sauce. And they're marketing it and trying it. So now I want to go have All right. nuggets to try it. Sam. You know so, what? I actually went to McDonald's recently. They did? Yeah, I had the rib. Oh, the McRib. The McRib. Is it the same Patty is the, someone was saying it's the same as the breakfast sandwich, Patty, just molded into a different shape. Uh, no, no. It's I think very it's, different? kind of like a ciabatta kind of bun. Ciabatta. But they put pickles on it. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that as a kid. No. I no. used to work at McDonald's, so. They they put pickles on it and I was. Um, Unenthused? Yeah. I like pickles, but I don't like it on a barbecue sauce McRib. Mm. Anyways, what's, let's talk about G1s <laughs> since we both squirreled there. Yes. Uh, what's the penalty for driving on the highway with a G1 license? Well, it's a condition of your license and you're violating it. So uh, that would be a 30-day suspension and a ticket for $110 for violating your right. condition. Is there an exception, though? If you are with a licensed... There you go. Yes, a licensed instructor. So if you have your young drivers or any licensed instructor, they have the ability of taking you on the road. It's not a violation when you're doing that. Right, and it, and they have to be a properly licensed yes. driving instructor, not cousin Fred, who just right. happens to be licensed, right, to drive. So there we go. It took us a little while. Mm -hmm. We pulled it out, but there it is for you. It is an offense. You would lose your driver's license for for thirty days. You'd be suspended upon conviction, and uh, you get too many of those, and you have to start all over again. Get kicked out of the program. Oh, so first time is thirty days. Second time is ninety days. Third time is kicked out of the program. Uh, oh, we got this. Okay, let's let's jump into. Okay, I've got now thirty questions flagged. All Some right. of them we may have already uh, touched on. Uh, we have that's the three dad jokes. Law on dog in the car. Oh, that sounds rough. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> the deal with dogs in cars is a simple one. They're permitted. Uh, they're, they can't be on your lap or interfering with your ability to drive. That would be careless driving. In fact, you can be charged for crowding the driver. And I would say that if you have a pooch, regardless of size, that's on your lap or out the window or in your area that you need to drive safely, uh, that's that's going to be drive well crowded or possibly a combination of, of careless. I would go all the way up to careless driving if somebody was to make that decision to have their dog, little poochie, on their lap. And I would... Tell them that they're not so smart because in the event that they get into a collision and the front airbag deploys, little Poochie is dead. It's 200 miles per hour when the dog gets, you know, ejected or, or propelled into you and possibly into you, yep. um, they, they have sharp bones when being compressed at high speed. It, it's a bad thing for everybody. You love your dog, put them somewhere safe, tether them in the back seat or crate them in the back seat. Even the front seat is a bad idea, again, because of airbags, even if it's the one beside you, they could become a projectile anywhere in the vehicle. 
right. they're untethered. Um, and uh, and tethering to stop them from flying around. But once again, if you get into a collision and the, your dog escapes and is out on the highway running around and very scared, uh, we don't want the dog to get hit as well. Yes, 100%. If, if they're stuck in that car, uh, it could be good or bad, but they're definitely bad if you're stuck in the car and they are not, uh, not to mention the fact that when emergency uh, responders come to help you and now the dog, potentially if it's a bigger, scarier dog, uh, could be preventing them from saving you. So all sorts of bad uh, can happen. Uh, think about that. Now we've got, uh, could eating while driving be classified as distracted driving? We sort of touched on a topic like this earlier. And it, in other provinces, drinking water is distracted driving. They have a different bar or level for that charge, but it's also not as significant. They can be seen, <clears throat> or Alberta, I should say. Uh, they charge you for distracted for like anything. But it's a, a low-end ticket, nowhere near like ours. Right. So ours would be a careless driving ticket. Um, but you, I, I, as the police officer, would have to prove why it's... Yeah, like taking a sip from your bottle of water, no big deal. Having a bite from your burger, possibly no big deal. Eating a three-course meal, knife and fork, steering with your knees, a big deal. McDonald's McRib with pickles on it. Dripping. Yeah. Dripping oh, yeah, two-hander yeah. kind you of need, stuff. You, need, no, you, you can do it if you put the proper wrap on the paper and you've got the, te- the, the skills to do it. It's possible. Possible. And you know what? you got to be able and willing, <laughs> should something happen, to give up your sandwich. Yes. Give up your meal, drop it, and drive. Sort of like and, cops going out for lunch. And dropping it um, may mean somewhere else other than on the pedals or on your steering wheel or things like that. So The biggest issue I find... It's like, a big depends. Yes, it may be wearing depends if you're eating big ribs because people have... Anyway, uh, I've heard stories. <laughs> what? what, I, I'm, what? I'm, I'm in a weird mood well, today. Wow, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> if, you are, uh, if, if, you're, if you're taking a sip of something hot... It spills on you if you're stip- if you're eating something that's drippy like a McRib and it gets all over you. Now you're reacting. Oh my shirt! You're no longer focused on driving. So things like uh, our friend Scott Matthews. Uh, no, I was I was thinking about uh, the different Matthews. No, I was thinking of different Scott Marshall. Scott wow. Marshall. See, I'm I've got to play name games. But Scott Marshall, who's the safe driver, he talks about like anything more than a Werther's Mint. He would say don't do just for safety's reason. And I and I I have to accept that that is safer to not be eating while driving. Yes. Is it reasonable to not do it at all? Yes. Could be some places. Maybe some places, maybe not. To uh, you ever, we talked about this going too slow. Uh, is having my phone on maps, we talked about that. Uh, we've got Evandro, who says, good morning, your Brazilian fan is watching again. Good morning. We have a lot of Brazilian fans. I met a number of them at the auto show. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, we've talked about driving uh, barefoot. Also, Evandro, good to see you. We're just moving on quickly because we were told we're, not, we're going too slow. We're slow. We're slow. Can you driving barefoot? Uh, driving barefoot is legal, just not a good thing. We don't endorse it or suggest it. We suggest you know, things that protect your feet for various reasons. Yep. We talked about that earlier, about getting into a crash, about having to get out of your vehicle, about pedal control, things mm-hmm. like that. So, What happens if you're caught driving? No, sorry. What happens if caught Driving under suspension. You get charged. Oh, yes. Uh, it's bad. And it's... you get a further suspension and a big fine, and you get your car towed. Mm-hmm. Is there any impound for that, too, for suspension? Driving under suspension? There is. Mm-hmm. It means yes. it goes away, and you don't get it back for a period of time. Yeah. Uh, and things can escalate. There can be some pretty significant impounds, if, depending on the number of times you've been. Uh, isn't, there, isn't there one where you go to VIP and so, it goes up? Well, no. This one is only a seven-day uh, at roadside. Uh, so for your vehicle. 
And then your driver's license would be suspended. It's what already suspended would probably be suspended some more. Now, some people are driving whilst under suspension and they say, but I didn't know. And there is a deemed to be uh, suspended or served. And uh, then there is another one where you actually knew about it. And to, there's a period of time when uh, different, different, there's a different outcome. So six days and you are deemed to have been served because the obligation is on you to keep up your proper address mm -hmm. uh, with the Ministry of Transportation. They will send out a notice of your suspension prior to um, it happening and letting you know that your driver's license is currently under suspension. And six days after mailing it out, you have deemed to have got it. Whether you did check the mail or not, whether you did update your address or not, um, your the obligation is yours. And if it's within the time, within the six days, you don't know, you're not deemed, so we wouldn't uh, impound your vehicle, but we would certainly serve you and uh, we'd, we'd serve you a notice right on the spot, letting you know as of this point forward, you don't have a driver's license. You wouldn't be able to drive away, but you may not get charged. And that's right, the charge too. Good stuff to know. Uh, what is the charge for driving on the HOV when there's only one passenger? Depends where you are. Depends mm -hmm. on the highway. Depends if it's a provincial highway or a municipal highway. Because the municipal will be a, uh, a could different, be a bylaw, yeah, but it also could be disobey sign. True, 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 true. And uh, but on the highway, <laughs> on the uh, on the well, four hundred series, uh, it's looking. Did someone just knock? No, I kicked. Oh, you kicked cookies. those. These are cookies from the auto show. Do you, do you want a dad's cookie? Uh, not while I'm. Uh, not while you're here crumbling. Yeah. And it's like driving. You don't want to. Have <laughs> so uh, uh, I think it's one hundred and fifty or one hundred and eighty. I can have a look right now. So there is a specific charge for the provincial highways, the 400 series highways. Um, uh, it's one of those days. I'm having too much fun. Are you? Uh, I, I am. It's true. Is there ever such thing as too much fun at work? This is good. This is good when we can have a good fun. I'll, I'll, I'll address Austin's question in the meantime. All right. Uh, what are the rules on tattoos? For example, if you have a rose tattoo, no wording, just a rose. Uh, I assume it's not a Highway Traffic Act uh, question. It's more or less a employment question. Becoming a member of the Toronto Police Service, uh, you know, I know a, a friend of mine. I know a friend of mine. That's how he's a friend. I know him. Uh, he moved here from Germany to become a police officer because in Germany you cannot have any tattoos visible. Uh, and in the States, some have rules. They have to wear sleeve uh, covers to, to cover their arms. Uh, here it's not against the rules as long as they're not offensive. Right. Uh, hate, I think, is the only. Is that the only one? I believe it is. I believe it is. I would not. I would think we wouldn't hire someone who has hate on their arms, but uh, just saying. Uh, let's see here. Uh, how many people can you have in your car with two months of driving with your G2? So in the first six months of having a G2, you can have as many people as you have seatbelts for, seatbelts and seats designed to carry them. Uh, and that is actually the entire time for every driver, even when you have a G-Class license. You can never have more people in seatbelts. However, between the hours of midnight and 5 a.m., if you were a G2, in the first six months, you can have no more than one passenger under the age of 20 in your vehicle during those hours. And uh, the only exemption to that is if they are immediate family. Immediate family, mother, brother, cousin. No, not cousin. That's not immediate. Mother, brother, father, mother, brother, father, sister. That's options. it. Immediately. Immediate. Uh, if it's the second six months, you're allowed to have up to three persons under the age of 20. Again, exemption being for immediate family. 
So I found your answer to the question of high occupancy vehicle is it, lanes. Is it 150 or 180? Uh, it's 110. Ah, but what I got wrong was uh, the points. I thought it was two demerit points, but it's actually three. Ooh, bonus. So. Okay. So we get both get a tick for that. Uh, I don't know why I keep thinking it's 150 or 180. What What is 150 or 180? Something Amber Light? To... Amber Light's 150 150, yep. Okay. Uh, would you, what is the penalty for driving on the highway with a G1? Sorry, unnecessary slow driving is uh, 150 as well. Oh. We'll be talking, there's so many numbers. Anyway, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> Fortunately, when I actually issue a ticket, it's right there in black and white. Double check things. Uh, even though the numbers blend. So what's the penalty for driving with, in the highway with a G1? Uh, was that that's a violation of a condition? It's $110, and then there's going to be that suspension. Yep. On conviction. We did, we did answer that. Was it the same one? I thought it was, maybe it was the same one. Some of these have come up a number of McDee's times. McDee's Muncher 69? Uh, yes, really is the same one. Yep. Uh, is sitting in the passenger seat with feet on dashboard illegal? I know it's incredibly dangerous. Um, I saw a couple of videos online where where the driver has the or the passengers with their feet up, and the driver smashes the brakes, and the driver slides under the lap belt into the footwell. Hmm. Because they thought it was funny, and, right. and it, it sort of was, but it was a really good example of the <laughs> fact that your seatbelt cannot function properly, and it's and it's possible with that knowledge that. Could that be an improper use of seatbelt at that point? I wonder. Because it would not stop you. It is applied properly. In any case, there's no specific law. I will tell you that it's incredibly dangerous, which you said you knew. Um, the level of injury is wild. Like, I've seen um, photos or x-rays of uh, the the femur being projected through the, their back into the seat, like all sorts of crazy mm. photos. And, and I guess it wasn't x-rays at that point, but that was the descriptor of the... Anyway, somehow I came to that solution or end point, and I don't even know how to talk anymore. It was bad. Yes. But to answer your question, is it illegal? I don't think it is. No, it isn't. Just really bad idea. Really, really. I've stopped people to tell them that it's a really bad idea, especially when it's parents driving and kids sitting there. Uh, they just may not know. And think about that airbag that comes out at 200 miles per hour to help, you know, yep. redistribute your body parts. Uh what do we have here? Just Keegan says, is it illegal to pedal away from a bike cop? Just asking. Well, bike cops are cops, and pulling over for them on direction is also a requirement. And if you're on a bicycle, um, you're a vehicle, and you're required to stop for them. Uh, you're required to stop, and you're required to identify, and you, mm -hmm. um, you could be charged for certain offenses. If you were to pedal away, can you be charged? charged? Wouldn't that be, be a horrible Canadian police chase video? Two guys on bicycles? Pedaling. Uh, if I get no cat and no muffler ticket and repair it within 15 days, is the ticket dismissed through early resolution? Early resolution is something that the prosecutor can decide on. I, we have no control over that. They can do what they want. Um, but does it just go away? Um, certainly you don't take it to court. Sure, you don't take it to the police station. We won't cancel it. So when I first started, they just had gotten away with a thing called 48-hour reports. Mm -hmm. And a 48-hour report was a... Uh, Kind of a ticket that was given to somebody. Um, if you did not come back and the ticket was withdrawn, because you had to come back within 48 hours to show that whatever deficiency, usually an equipment deficiency, was rectified. They no longer do that. They, they've never had it since I've been on, and that's almost 30 years ago. Um, it's up to the court. If, uh, if you come in and you've, especially if you've done it right away, you recognize there was a problem. You've, you've spent the time and the money or the energy to rectify the problem, make it safe again or make it mm -hmm. whatever. 
then they may choose. They may. And that's up to them again. We don't control what happens in court. Um, once we issue it, it's up to them. Although we can sometimes make suggestions. If someone made grave, great efforts to fix it, I think that's, that's worthy of some, maybe a reduction, something. Yeah. As opposed to, I refuse to accept responsibility, which is usually what I see. Uh, Ken Wanur Singh says, did I actually pronounce that properly? I think I did. Uh, hello, if someone hits my car and don't agree that he did it, what should I do to resolve it? Well, they have an obligation whether they agree that they did it or not to exchange information. Uh, you report your side of it to police and, uh, if it meets the reporting criteria, which may change really soon. Yes. So currently the reporting criteria is, uh, any injuries, any criminality, uh, or uh, damage, combined damage over $2,000, which nowadays can be a scratch. Truly. or a, a, There was there was an, a piece done on the news recently, and they talked about the scratch on the outside, and then when they pulled the bumper cover, sensors and all sorts. It was that, like $8,000 in damage. Uh, so it's, it's really easy to rack that up. Uh, but in terms of arguing who's responsible... Let the police get involved. With the, don't escalate things. No reason to have a fight. They have an obligation to exchange information. If they refuse to do that, call the police. Yep. And then we come in. And I really hope you have a dash cam because that would resolve so many arguments. I uh, I wouldn't drive without it. Well, I'm driving without mine because mine failed. Oh. And I'm dealing with warranty now, trying you know to figure what? out what's I would, happening. I would buy a cheap one in the meantime just to keep. Mm, it's true. My new one has a camera at the front and the back. Mine too. Uh, I like mine a lot. I want the same one, I, and, and I don't want to have to uh, spend another $600. You know what? $600 would be the price of your deductible probably true, should true. Uh, you get involved in I the I guess I'm ordering one after the show. I'm just saying. Well, I, the company that I, that I bought mine from, if it, it's, mine's outside of the warranty by two months, which is really convenient, isn't it? Um, and they said, well, we'll give you 40% off your next one. So that's not terrible. Yeah, but not it's not bad. good. It is outside the warranty period. So. Yes, it is. Uh, Ken, where's this one? Okay, we talked about that. Now we've got uh, Jagveer Singh Sahota, who says, can cops identify if a car in front of them on the road has insurance or not without stopping them? Mm, kind of. Yeah. We, we may have the ability to check and see if the insurance has been verified by the Ministry of Transportation, but it's not 100%. Yeah, there's a delay because the system checks on a regular basis and and it's the last time it checked may or may not have been valid. So if it's it's certainly a clue if it says it's not, but it's not a guarantee if it says that it is. Right. So uh, I would never stake a, a – I would never bet my life on the answer on that thing. I would always investigate. And we have three years to lay that charge. So if we had, if we had any reason to believe it wasn't, we would have further, further uh, investigation and we could always knock on your door at a later date. But obviously we don't just write down every – person that we see and, and investigate, it would be in the event of a, a stop because we had a reason to look yep. there, that's when I'd be doing some digging. But I, I've, I've had so many people that I that have said that they had insurance, showed uh, un, unconfirmed in the system, and then didn't. And I've had the same number of people who did. Like It's, it's not 100%. Yep. Just like I've had people provide a, uh, an insurance slip to me saying it was valid mm -hmm. and find out that it wasn't. Yeah. I, I have I have some good tactics for that. Let's make phone calls. Yeah. They're happy to tell us if you have a policy or not. Happy. What is the process to report an officer for illegally pulling you over? This is an interesting question because what does an illegal pullover look like to you? 
Um, we are have the lawful justified reason to pull any vehicle on the road over to verify the licensing status of a driver, to make sure they actually have a license, to ensure that they are insured, because that's a requirement of being on the road. And finally, to, well, not finally, uh, to uh, ensure that the uh, driver is sober, the yep. sobriety of the driver, because you obviously can't be under the influence of drugs or alcohol while operating a motor vehicle in Ontario or in Canada. And then finally, uh, to make sure the vehicle is safe. And, and those, so if, if it was for any of those reasons, it was absolutely illegal. If they pulled you over and said, hi, I want your telephone number, you're cute, that I would say is the, you know, one 100%. of the few times that would be illegal. So that would be a, a, a process where you'd absolutely contact the local police. Uh, OIPRD is an option. Uh, there's a whole so bunch of new places too. OIPRD is the uh, Office, Office of the Independent Police Review. Um, it is an online, you can make a complaint uh, over the internet mm-hmm. or in writing and send it in. It is followed up by either them or the complaints coordinator that is within the Toronto Police, our professional standards, uh, and then you are part of the um, you're part of the process. You'll be part of the investigation. You'll have to give your side of the story of what happened and, and what you believe, and uh, and the police officer could be held accountable for it uh, should it be found that their their stop was not lawful. We investigate stuff. We have departments within the service that investigate stuff. We have third-party places that investigate stuff. We want to know when people are doing the right thing. We want to know when people are doing the wrong thing. Yeah. We care. We, uh, we want to make sure that we are doing our job properly and fully. And that's why me as a sergeant, or I as a sergeant, um, would be set to investigate that. Yes. Um, that's, a, that's a dad joke. I just read as though it was a question and laughed. And Wait, it's that joke. Okay. Uh, What do the four dots on the license card mean? Well, those represent the fact that you've had four years' experience and you are qualified to supervise another driver, or a G-class driver, a G1-class driver. Yes. So until you get those four dots on your driver's license, because it's up to the Ministry of Transportation to notify you when you are qualified to Mm -hmm. do this, without those four dots, you're not able to supervise a G1 driver. Um, where are those four dots? They are to the left of your mini-me photo in the bottom right-hand corner of your photo, yes. of your uh, photo card. And, they actually uh, used to be right underneath the, the photo portion. There used to be in a red right. stripe with four black stars or white stars underneath the photo. I don't remember. Four, I don't stars. Yeah. There were stars. Uh, in any case, if you think you qualify, and this is having at least four years' experience, that clock starts when you get your G2. It does not include include any time that you were suspended or non or unlicensed status, uh, and then and that's why it's so important to have the dots because that's somebody doing the confirmation for you. It's not you guessing and doing math, which could land you in hot water for both the driver, the G1 driver, as well as yourself. Uh, yeah, double check. And if you think you qualify, go to the ministry and say, hey, I want to make sure I qualify. They might update your card. The, yep, they'll give you a replacement license right there if you qualify. Let's see. What's the, we talked about this one. Uh, speaking of lights, brake light, is it illegal to have one burned out if you have three? Funny you should ask that. We talked about that yesterday a lot. One brake light is required by law. Only one, one. red light to the rear is required. On the back oh, so the top vehicle. light would not qualify as a red light to rear because it only turns on during braking. braking. Yeah. So you still need to have one of your left or right lights on at night, but the brake light. So, yeah, you still need to have a left or right because the top one's only uh, only lights up on braking. Right. So you need one red light visible to the rear and at you need there. one that will provide a, a signal that you are braking. Mm-hmm. Now, 
if you do not have a signal that you're breaking and it is during daytime hours and it can be seen, you can use hand signals, just like your signals or turn signals Bicycle. are. Yeah. Um, but if you go to get your car certified, it would not pass certification if any of the bulbs are burnt out. Any of them? Any of them. Mm. So Highway Traffic Act, level of uh, compliance or Ontario Motor Vehicle Act, level of compliance. What is, okay, uh, this is actually a good one. What is the difference between a G2 and a full G and what is the penalty for driving between 12 and 5 with a G1? So uh, the second one's first because 12 and 5, with, between midnight and 5 a.m. with a G1 is a condition. You can't drive it. You're not, your license isn't valid, so you're, you're in violation. $110 for driving uh, during that time. And your supervising driver uh, could also be charged for permitting you to, to drive in violation of a condition. Uh, so there'd be two charges just off the bat. Uh, you'd have a 30-day suspension for violating your condition on your first offense. Ninety day on your second, and get kicked out of the program on your third. So that's pretty significant. You're you're not you're you're not allowed. So don't do it. Uh, in terms of what's the difference between a G2 and a G, well, there's two things. One, the G2 expires, and you cannot renew it without taking the G2 test again. Right. A G allows you to renew. And you have performed all your testing, so you get to keep it. And once you are 22 years old and older, you can have more than zero alcohol in your blood, which is something with you a can, G, but you with can't a G. with a G2. No, a G2. Sorry, a G. Once you are 22 years. Uh, sorry, if I wasn't clear right. on that. Yep. So 22 with a G, you can have more than zero. But uh, 21 and under with any license, you can't. And uh, uh, a G2, you certainly have to maintain zero. Uh, what else was I going to say about the differences? with seatbelts with the G2 license where a G, you don't get a, a ticket for it. So a G2 oh. license holder, more passengers than seatbelts, the driver gets the ticket. Oh. If you have a G license, the then passengers the passengers over 16, over 16 get the ticket. You know, I never, I've never talked about that. I've never oh. thought, I've never even, I don't even know if I've even read it. Well, there you go. I learned something. I didn't know you can get, that the driver is responsible for anyone, even over the age of 16? Yep. Wow, that's a new one for me. Yep, there you go. Interesting. Why don't police do nothing when a car is stolen with proof of GPS? Well, there's, there's a the thing called the law and rules. So it depends on, certainly police can do something, but it depends. Very often it's in a place which requires a warrant in order to enter. That's exactly it. And the to, to get a warrant, a search warrant, to go in and search for something, um, you're breaking somebody's uh, privacy rights. So we have to write down to a justice of the peace or judge why we feel it is necessary to break somebody's human rights to go in and search for something on the power of technology that may be accurate or may not be accurate. Um, so it, we would love to catch everybody stealing cars. We sometimes can't. The, the courts will not allow us to go in there and get it and search for it. Um, because of the technology, the accuracy of the technology, is it reliable? And is it reliable enough to meet the threshold that we are going to go in to somebody's property and search a property? So, so it is. Yeah. Just like we, ha we we are the police, we have to follow rules. We have exemptions for certain rules, yep. but that's one we, we need to, to get the authority in order to act on. Trust us. We are the first ones that want to catch bad guys. Oh, that's what we signed stuff. up for. We'd love to. There is laws that we have to follow. Uh, sometimes it's frustrating for us, and sometimes we can't. 
Yes. That's a bad day at work. Oh, the worst thing is is when bad guys get away with stuff. Yeah. Um, what is this one? What's your advice for, for riding an e-bike in Toronto? Uh, well, first off, make sure that's legal. And that's for if riding. If your e-bike is legal. If your e-bike is legal. Yeah. Not, not riding in Toronto is legal. Thank you for clarifying. My, my, my needed clarification. <laughs> uh, yeah. E-bikes that are that are legal, that qualify to be e-bikes, um, get a special exemption and from their status as a uh, motor, vehicle. motor vehicle. So they don't require license ownership and insurance. Uh, if your e-bike qualifies for that legislation, it means that it's not capable of going more than 32 kilometers an hour on a flat surface. It doesn't have a motor more than 500 watts in power and uh, it doesn't weigh more than 120 kilos. That's a, as a, as a, the, the main stuff. If it does, if it goes outside of those, it's a motorcycle. It's not an e-bike. And then yeah. you're going to get some big tickets because you need a license. And the, just not having the insurance on it would qualify you for charges uh, for which fines start at 5000 and go to 25000 uh, as well as a possible six months in jail. So that's a thing. Now- There, there is a big one you've forgotten there. It that? has to be able to be pedaled like a bicycle. Ah, uh, yes. Pedals must be attached. Yes. So if you remove the pedals, so they're not functional, or the chain's not attached for those pedals, mm -hmm. uh, and you're the not seal. able to move it with muscular power- it's, not it's a, e a motorcycle. Yes. Uh, E-kick scooters also have a whole bunch of laws. They're different than the e-bike ones, similar but different. And then it comes to where can you ride them. And there's different categories of e-bike. You've got pedelecs, the ones that look like bicycles and for all intents and purposes are bicycles because there's no throttle. You have to pedal and it just augments and assists you in doing the pedaling. I have one of those. They're fantastic. You can ride those in the city of Toronto anywhere bicycles can be ridden. But when it comes to the ones that look like motorcycles, they can only go on the road and in cycle lanes, not on cycle tracks or bike paths. If you have one that's sort of in the middle, um, they fall in different categories. You need to know. And if you go to Toronto or if you go to trafficcop.ca and then go down to, uh, to the section for useful information, you can find all those links to the city of Toronto uh, to guide you on making those decisions. Uh, can we have red color fog lights and driving lights? Hard nope. no. Hard no. You haven't said hard no in a while. I haven't said hard no in a while. Red light can only be displayed to the rear. Yes. Absolutely not to the front. White and yellow to the front, yellow or amber to the rear, as well as red. There's only one exemption for it, and that is emergency vehicles. Yes. What are the rules for electric scooters? Oddly enough, uh, that really comes up to the e-bike question we just had. Yep. The difference between electric scooters and e-bikes are, are, are minimal. Other than the fact that they're not allowed at all in the city of Toronto, despite the fact that we see them on every street everywhere. $110 fine for using in the city of Toronto. Uh, but there are bigger fines, and that is if you have a seat installed, it is instantly a motorcycle again. Uh, it, it just instantly no longer qualifies for the pilot project in the province of Ontario to be <coughs> considered an electric scooter or e-kick scooter. Uh, if we're talking about the maximum speed that they can be manufactured to go on a flat surface, 24 kilometers an hour, uh, they cannot carry cargo. They cannot have a motor 500 watts or more. I don't know about a weight thing. And funny, they, they, when they first brought it out, it was, helmets were optional over a certain age. Now it looks like they are helmets mandatory for both. Oh, wow. So they, they made some, some changes. Uh, other jurisdictions may allow them, but they are not permitted here. <coughs> and of course, if they <clears throat> if they were capable of doing 30 kilometers, 25 kilometers an hour, they are motor vehicles again, or at least don't get the benefit of the legislation. What if I was, say, 14 years old and wearing a helmet and obeying all the rules you of the road? You got to be 16. Yes, yeah, I that. did that for e-bikes too. Yep. I, I assume some people know some stuff, but no, I forgot about that. 
Uh, my dad is visiting Canada. What can he drive if yes? What kind of license? Or sorry, can he drive if yes? What kind of license he needs? Depends, depends. where he's from. Yes, depends indeed. Uh, if your dad has a foreign license, and depending on where that is, if you if, if you miss this, or if you if we end the live before because we've gone over time, uh, before you get a chance to see this, go to trafficcop.ca. Send me a message. I'm happy to help you and direct you to the right page. But we have links to it, and you can get that from our uh, trafficcop.ca page. But uh, yeah, most if he's from a country that that provides uh, license or, or a license that's accepted here, you'd be able to drive possibly with an uh, an international driving permit issued from your, the home country, and that really depends if the if it's if it's a different language. Right. So an international driver's license is not really a driver's license. Uh, it is a translation card only, and that's why in Canada it's issued by CAA. Mm-hmm. Um, but that allows you the officers to read what is written on your driver's license. That's the only uh, thing an international driving permit allows you to do. Your license has to be valid in the place that's issued and it has to be accepted here in in, uh, in Ontario, Canada. Is good. All right. Uh, hi, Sean, I'm tired of high beams at me in my mirrors or in my mirrors. Can you please explain the headlight law? We used this as a quiz question at the auto show. We had a little live Ask a Traffic Cop quiz. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's uh, 150 meters oncoming. It's 60 meters following. You have to lower your, your high beams to the regular beams. Otherwise, you're eligible for an offense, which I assume is $110. It is $110 and points. Which is good because you're blinding people. And people, now there are some vehicles that have automated, automatic. I don't uh, know how that works. I don't know if I trust it. It. Uh, I have a vehicle that has it. It works great on back roads. Uh, when you need high beams, it doesn't always work great in city environments or, or very hilly corners, things like that. Um, I tend, I tend to try and use it and it doesn't always work. And I end up turning it off anyways and just doing it manually. Like I've done, you know, my entire life. Yeah. I, I do the same thing. And I, and I'm, and I'm so worried about, about, uh, offending somebody with high beams. Okay. Is no front license plate illegal? Depends. Well, yes. If you're in the province of Ontario and so anything other than a motorcycle or snowmobile, then then uh, the no front license plate is illegal. Yes. Actually, a snowmobile needs numbers on both sides of the front or the tunnel. But there's not a license plate. It's stickers. It's a separate section, right? Well, you can get a sticker plate. Oh. Is originally issued with it. And you can, if you want, put your own numbers on as long as they're a certain size and contrast and color. I'm never going to reference snowmobiles again. I know too little about there them. There you go. Uh, but the deal is that uh, motorcycles uh, don't require a rear plate. They're only issuing one. But in uh, Ontario, you do require two plates, one on the rear most of the of the vehicle invisible, one on the front most of the vehicle. Not in, not in your windshield, not, you know. It is really a thing to say front of vehicle, not 60% or 40% towards the middle. Uh, front is front, not front facing. And it cannot be uh, rotated in any direction. It has to be horizontal, uh, conspicuously attached to the front of the vehicle. So whether you zip tie it to your grill, whether you mount it in the original mounting position, or if you use a tow hook adapter, which would offset it to one side or the other, it has to be in the front. Right. And but it, but it's lawful to have it one side or the other. One side or the other, yes. Yep. In fact, many manufacturers came with a car. I remember my, my mom's Caprice. I'm pretty sure it was offset to one side. Uh, and that's going back to a, a 70s car. 
Yep. Um, it, not all vehicles have it in the center of the rear. I mean, look at the Land Rover. It's off to one side. Uh, sometimes they're inside the tire. Yeah, the Honda CRV, same thing. Same thing? Yep. So it, 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 the rear has to be illuminated. The front has to be conspicuously placed, and that's it. That's all. Uh, easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. What do we got here? Is it illegal to drink and drive while mowing your lawn? What are you driving? Like, if you're pushing a mower, no. If you're riding a mower, yes. You, well, I was going to say, it depends. It's, so you cannot be impaired or over 0 0.08 while operating a riding lawnmower. That's right. Can you walk and push your push mower, mower while you're drinking on your own property? Yes, you can drink on your own property. You can have open alcohol on your own property. Cannot be impaired while operating. Cannot have open alcohol in a motor vehicle on your own property. In a motor vehicle on your own property. That is correct. Yeah, still applicable. You still can't do that. So um, that's the answer to the question. Yes, it would be an impaired driving. You would lose your driver's license the same as you would if you were operating a car. Let's see if there's any really good ones here. I, we, we do have to wrap up. I got I got, I got to go. Uh, but, uh, oh, yeah. A lot of this coming around. Let's see here. Do you guys still do dad jokes? If so, it's about that time. Niha is calling us to task in the dad joke realm. So let's, let's do that. Let's, let's, let's do that. We'll, we'll continue tomorrow with more opportunities to do Friday celebrations and, and Friday is a good day. Friday's a good I like Friday. Um, and we'll do the first dad joke thing. Oh, Yogi Berra quote, cause it's order of operations here. Uh, I tell the kids, somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. Just don't fight about it. Just try to get better. I actually like that. Someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. None of this participation medal crap. We're showing up. Don't fight about it. Just get better. Get another chance. I like it. I think that's an inspirational quote. Mm. Can't, everybody okay. can't yeah. win. Yeah. I mean, it's not, this is not life-changing, but I think it's good. Maybe it is life-changing. I think sometimes you need to fight about it because you need to fight to win. Well, fighting is motivation to... Not fight, fight, but... I, mean, you know. I think he's talking about smart. yeah. Uh, when people actually used to fight instead of whine. Okay, dad joke. When receiving payments in gold coins, pirates used to verify their purity by biting into them. Turns out Bitcoins goes back. Bitcoin. Goes, <laughs> goes back a very long way. I like it. I like it. That's okay. Yep, I like it. I added a nest of Bitcoins. Uh, this one is good. What's the difference between in-laws and outlaws? Outlaws are wanted. <laughs> I like my in-laws. Do you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yes, I do. I guess anything's possible. Uh, Brandon had a dad joke on his desk today. Okay. Um, there's a new restaurant on the moon. No kidding. It has great food, just no atmosphere. I have heard that one. <laughs> I should have done that for every one of them. Uh, what is this? What can I do if a cop says it, it popped away already? Oh, here. What can I do if a cop says I cannot? Said I'm not allowed to record him or her. What can you do? So is it interfering with the investigation? Are you recording instead of providing your information? Are you record? Are you sticking it in their the officer's face? Are you recording while you're being arrested? Are you? There's a whole bunch of things. What can you do about it? Well, if you think it's unlawful, you can make a complaint. Once again, the OIPRD, Online Complaint Portal, uh, you can make a complaint to the Toronto Police itself. Uh, 
I, I will I will say <clears> this. Um, roadside, whilst being investigated or uh, you know dealing with a police officer, is not the time to make a stand. You can if, if you're being told you're going to get arrested uh, if you continue doing something, you're being warned. I would tend to uh, suggest discontinuing the the event or, or the tactic that you're employing because it's probably going to end things poorly, and then make that complaint, and then that officer will will be held accountable. Um, but you know, if you had your phone on your on the dash recording something, that's that's a problem with that. Yep. Uh, we have cameras. My response has always been, "I'm recording. You're recording. We're all recording. It's great. No problem. I don't care. We're not hiding anything." Uh, we were uh, body cameras. We used to have uh, dash cameras. Do we still we still have dash cameras? Mm -hmm. and, uh, do we have mic packs still, or is it now? Yeah. I think it's all all part all of the package. Uh, in any case, the, uh, the, the you can't scare me with with a camera. Um, but if I tell you to do something that requires you, to, let's say, to provide me information, like you had said, you're now interfering with an investigation. That's where things change. Now there are certain places where you're not allowed to have recordings, and mm -hmm. that includes courthouses. Yes. So there there be police officers there that say, no, you can't do that. So and if you're, it would be unlawful there at that point. Yeah, if you're in any private property and sign saying no cameras, no no recording, because that could be under the Trespass to Property Act, saying that you're not allowed to record here. No. And if they tell you to leave because of that and you fail to do so, that's an arrestable offense. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of depends there. But it, so it's the why, it's the when. Um, I said we were leaving, but we are leaving. We are I'm leaving. leaving. I got to get back to work. Yeah, it's well, now this is after eleven. This one I think is interesting though. And then there's one last one. Uh, can I drink in my motorhome if I'm parked for the night in, say, a Walmart parking lot? In a Walmart parking lot? No. Can't drink in a Walmart parking no, lot? But if you have uh, occupied a uh, a trailer park. Sorry. Does Bring, it have to be a trailer I thought it was whenever that, that was a temporary domicile. You're allowed to sleep there. Could you not in a, in a park? No, I, w I would say no. Hmm. No, I, I've never had any experience, but my understanding is when you're when you're in the mode of domicile, right? That you can, but I don't know about the Walmart, not Walmart. Maybe they have conditions of, of being there that would be there that you're because they they invite you in. They say you're allowed to park there, you're allowed to sleep there, so you're in, right. In that you're mode. allowed to park and allowed to sleep. If you had pulled out the lawn chairs and turned up the music and you know we're drinking a couple of beers, I think Walmart would come out and say, "I'm sorry, no." I, and that's and that's where the private property thing. I, I think, but. Uh, but in, in, outside of Walmart, you're just legally parked. So uh, here's the situation. You drive around in a motorhome all the time. You decide that, um, you know, you need a drink and you're on your way home. You pull into the parking lot, you gulp a few down, and then continue on your way. Well, that's, that, now you're, now you're going to be so over your limit. limit. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's an interesting situation. You're going to be, yeah, it's interesting. Now, if you, you know, book yourself into a RV lot and you've parked and... That's where you're staying the night. I've never had this deep a conversation about it. I, I'm actually now, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't have motorhome experience other than I know that that's the only vehicle essentially that can be converted into a temporary domicile, at which point you'd be able to. Also a boat. Oh, under certain conditions. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm doing my G test in an hour. What's the tolerance for speed limit while doing that? I had a very interesting conversation with a now former drive test employee who says that that they used to, or that they do fail. And I've had lots of people tell me that they failed because they didn't speed. Yeah. Uh, my son, same thing. When he was doing his G2 to G out on the highway, he failed to keep up with the flow of traffic. Uh, but he actually did it, but verbalized and said, I'm only going to get up with the flow of traffic, but I'm going to slow back down again to the to the speed limit. And that was okay. I, I do not understand how they can fail you 
for not speeding, for not breaking law. Uh, so I had that conversation with, the Jeep drive, with that test driver, and he says, but everybody speeds. I'm like, are you kidding me? You are going to pass someone or fail someone if they break or don't. If they don't break the law, they fail. To me, that's absolute ludicrous. So they said, they, the, this particular person had his own test. He said, five, 10 kilometers, five over, five under. If you're under five kilometers, uh, uh, five kilometers under the speed limit, he would fail you, more than five kilometers. And if you were more than five kilometers over, he would fail you. But he says that, he, that was his thing. So these are yep. not driving instructors. These are just people told to check boxes on a list. Testers. They're, Testers. they're probably trained. They probably go through a course. They probably have I would criteria hope so. that they would. But how on earth could they fail you for not doing over the for, speed limit? For not breaking the law. I think it's, I, I, and I also met a chap who's in the process of auditing drive test centers as a separate conversation. So I, I said, you should, you should go and audit that. There's a lot of people so failing. So unfortunately, we cannot give you an answer for that because we would tell you, do not break the law. And I but, equally know that you might fail for that. Yeah. So interesting stuff. Ask. Uh, Ask when you get in. Yes. Say, I, I normally would not do this. But do you, I, do you but want I, me to break the law so I can pass? Do you want me to break the law so I can get up to the flow of traffic who is also breaking the law? Yeah, definitely ask that question because then yeah. it's on them. Uh, last, last, last is how do I become a police officer? Something that I have not done in a while and I feel I, I'm remiss. I, I need to. Uh, TPS.ca, if you got to go, I understand. I, I actually do have to go. So. I, I will do this and then we will sign up. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, it's anyone? been a ball, but I got to bounce. <laughs> uh, for anyone who's interested in employment information, that's what I'm trying to talk about for the next two minutes, and then we're going to say goodbye. Uh, but the deal is this. If you are interested in a, becoming a member of a, a magical organization called the Toronto Police Service, uh, let me share with you this page. TPS.ca forward slash careers allows you to go to this page yourself. Put it on screen right there for you. Now, this page uh, is where you get information about all sorts of jobs, not just police officer, uh, special constable, parking enforcement officer, comms operator. If you're a member of another police service, you want to join as a lateral police officer. Auxiliary is a volunteer role, but my favorite tab to hit is civilian roles because we find out what jobs are being posted. And right now we've got a communications operator role, which you can get more information for on the previous page, and digital team developer or developer in the digital team. Uh, let's see what that looks like. Okay, it's a 24-month contract. Wage is 56.08 or 64.9, uh, well, 90, $64.90 cents an hour or $56.08 an hour. You'd, why wouldn't we just round that up? I, I, don't, I don't get it. Anyway, uh, 35 hours a week, 40 College Street is our headquarters. Uh, yeah, design and code complex new programs and modifications to complex existing systems according to requirements. Well, I just uh, lost my opportunity. That was that was that was not my thing. But if that sounds like your thing, go check it out. Remember that these roles do uh, they do take here? They do take um, postings, and the postings expire. This one is going to come off on March fifteenth. That means that you'll be competing against everyone who applied up until that date. If you show up on March sixteenth, guess what? There's no job opportunity. Uh, but great information on this website. Look at all the stuff you ever wanted to know and more. And if you are someone who's applying. Make sure that you read up on the service. Know some stuff and things about the service that you want to you know, be employed by. All right, that is it for me. I am out of here until tomorrow when we come back for some, uh, some very magical end of day or end of week discussions. It's called uh, Fry Yay for a reason. Have a good one. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving.
sign safely helps the traffic flow. Watch for pedestrians, look out for bikes, and don't drive like a jerk that no one likes. Yellow light, red light, green light. Driving safely is the way to go. Put down your cell phone, nobody needs you to text and drive on the DVP. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Stop the stop signs, look both ways, then go. Seat belt, save your life indeed. And watch your driving, don't speed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Don't drink and drive or smoke some weed because you might go to jail and not get free. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic. I love that song. I really do. Uh, a couple of questions that I saw in the chat. Uh, do I know when more traffic enforcement postings will be up? I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, do you mean like how many tickets we issue or do you mean job opportunities? What, what are we talking about? And someone wants to know about parking enforcement positions. When are we going to be hiring new parking enforcement officers? I don't know when the next position will be posted, but keep you know, up to date on it. Uh, we will be, uh, you know, updating. Whenever I talk about it, I tell you what's going on, but you should check regularly and get your applications in. Be ready. Have your online per persona uh, pre-programmed into our system. You can go create an account even if you don't have an active application uh, to submit. All right, with that, drive sober, drive legally, yeah, yeah, park legally, smile because it looks good on you. Have a good one.